How's everybody doing today? I'm Isaac of Such Good Shoot, and uh, I just want to take a moment and I want to say uh, that we are really grateful to be a part of the Wrestling with Johners Network podcasting network. Uh, you can check it out, wrestlingwithjohners.com, and you can get all sorts of amazing shows on there. We're on there. You got Toilet Side Wrestling Talk with my man Brad Marcus. What do you say with DDJ, one of my favorites? You got Rope Break, Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. Love that shit. You got Pro Wrestling Tonight. You got Pull Up a Seat, a wrestling podcast. You've got Wrestling with John Johners, Turnbuckle Arms podcast, and so, so much more. So go check that out. Go check us out at suchgoodshoot.com where you can find all of our shows, all of our current stuff. We've got we've got all sorts of written stuff, man. Shane's writing stuff. DDJ's writing stuff. Brad's going to be writing stuff. So we got written articles up there. You can find all the merch you can ever want. You got I'm Jewish with Isaac shirts. You got pillows. You got water bottles and mugs. So get out there, buy the merch, check us out. Check out Wrestling with Johners, Such Good Shoot, live Thursday nights, 10.05, every fucking Thursday. So come on out, have some fun. The following podcast is brought to you by the Johners Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjohners.com. Attention wrestling fans, you're now about to listen to the band. Coming down the aisle, from the main streets of South Elgin, Illinois, with a microphone in his hand and questions on his mind, this is What You Say with D DJ. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 51 of What Do You Say with DDJ. Yes, I said episode 51. We are almost at that one-year mark. Uh, the big uh, kickoff to year two will be a uh, week from this coming Monday. I do apologize for the lateness of episode 51. Just a lot of things going on, but I'm doing my best to get this show out to you because, uh, like it's always said, you know, I, like I used to say in one of my old shows, I got to give the people what they want, and what the people want is this show. So, uh Next couple weeks are going to be some uh, best of episodes. Uh, it's going to basically be some of my clips from my interviews since I joined up with the uh, Johners Podcasting Network. A uh, big shout out to uh, John Scott for uh, allowing me to bring my show onto his network. And an even bigger thank you to my friend John Bullard for kind of getting the ball rolling, rolling there. Uh, speaking of John, you will hear him, uh, part of my interview with him uh, from a few weeks ago along with uh, my clips from my interviews with uh, Alan Funk, as well, like I mentioned, John. Uh, we're also going to be hearing from the Irish Extreme, Ronnie Claude Felter, as well as the ring announcer for Chicagoland Championship Wrestling and my good friend, uh, the gregarious Greg Hansen. So uh, kick back, relax, uh, grab your drink, grab your snack, get comfy, and enjoy the best of uh, What Do You Say with DDJ, The Johners Era, Part 1. What's up, everybody? Listen up. You're listening to Alan Funk, former WCW superstar, Kiwi, and power plant legend. You're listening to What Do You Say with DDJ, 
on the Johnner Podcast Network. And I went backstage and everybody's like, dude, that was a fucking great match. And, you know, everybody backstage, I walked by, they're like, dude, that was unbelievable. You guys killed it, man. And everybody's like, shit, that's going to be hard to follow. You know, which makes you feel good when you go backstage and you got Goldberg and all the main card guys telling you, you guys just tore the house down, man. It's going to be hard to follow, you know? So, uh, you know, we're watching the card and this and that. And at this time, there was nothing going on there as far as like everybody talking about WWE. It was, I mean, it's, it, in my shoes, nobody was really talking about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe some of the other guys were talking about it, but I, I, I was never in a conversation that whole day about the WWE buying this out. So then the next day we go to the, the, uh, uh, pa- or was it Panama city beach? And, uh, we're, we're doing uh, the nitro. I'm, I'm booked on nitro. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to nitro anyway, even if I wasn't booked, but I was actually booked on the show. Right. So I'm pretty sure, I think everybody pretty much got booked on the show cause they wanted everybody to be there to announce, you know, what was going on. So as soon as we walk in there, man, you know, I see Shane McMahon, I see Pat Patterson. I'm like, holy shit, this is fucking for real, you know? So uh, we're just walking in there, and it's kind of weird. It's real quiet. Nobody's really saying anything. It was it, it was a lot different than a normal time you walking into Nitro. Mm-hmm. So you got uh, Doug Dillinger and some of the security guys. You know, we used to have to do a fingerprint to sign in so they knew we were there on time. That way we could get paid. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, we sign in, you know, and we're walking back to the locker room, taking our gear back there. And, you know, everybody's still kind of quiet. You're, you're, you're seeing guys, you know, and then you're seeing a lot of the WWE guys that you've never seen before at any of the shows. So you're kind of like, it's starting to sink in, man. They actually bought us. So, uh, you know, guys were talking about it, but nobody really knew what the hell was going on. So we're just like, you know, the only thing everybody was talking about was shit. Wonder, you know, wonder what's going to happen. So, uh, you know, Shane, Pat Patterson, uh, Briscoe, you know, some of the WWE, you know, talent relations, Johnny Ace uh, was there. They they say, hey, we're going to have a meeting down here in the catering, uh, you know, such and such a time. So we all go to catering, you know, we're, uh, we're all standing there in a meeting, you know, they're talking, Shane's talking, you know, they're, they're ensuring us that everybody's job's fine you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're going to have a show tonight. We're going to, you know, everything's fine. Don't worry. You know, we're going to work everything out, you know, trying to, you know, pretty much work people. Cause that, that was the farthest thing from the truth. If you ask right, me. Yep. So, uh, you know, they're, they might've had, excuse me, good intentions, but, uh, this is the way I try to explain to everybody. Everybody's like, well, you know, when I talk to people now, they're like, well, why don't you go to WWE? Why don't you go here? Why don't you go to AEW? I'm like, if it was that easy, do you, right. do you think I'd be uh, driving a semi truck now if I could go to WWE <laughs> or go to AEW? Right. It, yeah. You know, people don't realize it's even if you've been in the business, if you're not Hulk Hogan, you're not Goldberg, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, you're not just going to go to, hey, I'm going to have a meeting with Vince McMahon and, you know, I'm going to get my job back. It, it don't right. work like that. Right. Uh, you know, especially guys in my position, you, you got to kiss a major ass to get back in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you got to know somebody, or you got to be somebody's buddy or for anybody to stand up for, you know what I mean? Right, but, right, you right. know, they did pick up our contract and I went to a few of the shows. Uh, then, then Johnny Ace calls me one day after, after the nitro, I, I was booked on the nitro that last nitro never, never did a match or anything. Uh, it was kind of a weird night of matches. Uh, if you remember that card, yeah, it, it was just a weird vibe. It, what, it, I mean, I had fun at the show. Don't get me wrong, but it was just, it was just different. I, I really don't know how to explain it. If you were there, you would understand what I was talking about. Uh, 
So then after the show, you know, we leave, you know, nothing was said about nothing. So, I mean, at, at this point, like me and Mike Sanders, uh, Jen Drack and all these guys, you know, that was in the power pen, Elix Skipper, Rick Cornell, we're like, you know, we're just going to go home and wait till we get a phone call. We're still under a contract. We're every, every Monday we go to the mailbox, we're getting a paycheck, but we don't know what's going on. Right. So uh, me and Mike Sanders actually, and like I told you before, you know, I'm from a blue collar family, you know, middle-class, you know, I'm used to working. I'm, you know, I'm not better than anybody else. I can't go get a job, you know, but I'm still getting paid. Right. Mike Sanders, dad owns a tow truck company. So me and Mike Sanders are driving tow truck for his dad, making extra money while we're still getting paid by WWE. Uh, that's just how I was raised. You know, I'm not just going to go home and sit down and, you know, sit on my ass and wait for somebody to call me. Right. So, uh, you know, me and Mike are making extra money driving tow truck for his dad. Well, one day Johnny Ace calls me while I'm driving a tow truck. He says, uh, Hey, Alan, I got good news and bad news for you. He goes, what do you want first? And I said, that, I mean, give me the good news, Johnny. What do you got? He's like, well, you know, WWE is picking up your contract. You know that, right? I said, yeah. That, you know, and he said, they're going to give you a raise. You're going to make a little more money. I said, all right, cool. And uh, which wasn't a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. When I say raise, it wasn't like, you know, a six figure raise, <laughs> uh, but it was a little bit, you know, better than nothing. Uh, right. So then he tells me the bad news is you got two weeks to move to Cincinnati, Ohio. And I'm thinking, man, this is going to go over like a fart in church for my wife. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. I can so, imagine. you know, so I go home, my wife gets home from work. She was a nurse or she is a nurse. We're divorced now, but, uh, so I go home, tell her she's fucking pissed, man. She's like, you're, we got to move to Cincinnati. I said, well, I said, listen, I don't know what's going on. I said, let me just go up there. Well, you know, me and I'd already talked to some of the boys by this point, you know, I was going to meet Rick Cornell, Mike Sanders, uh, Jen Drack, all these guys are going up there to HWA, which is in Cincinnati, Ohio, which is less Thatcher school. Mm -hmm. So we go up there. We all, we all get, we're, we're living in an extended stay, uh, Basically, you know, there's four of us sharing an extended stay because all of us at this point aren't making money that we can afford to have a, you know, a house we're paying payments on and right. a wife and kids or whatever all these other guys got and then have a house in Cincinnati, Ohio. We're just not making that kind of money. So, uh, you know, we all split a hotel. There's four of us. There's me, Rick Cornell, Jamie Noble and Lash LaRue staying in an extended stay in two like queen size beds. Mm -hmm. and it's got a kitchenette and you know we're all sharing the bathroom it was a pain in the ass but you know <laughs> if you know anything about wrestlers they can pretty much adapt to anything yep. and they're, they're used to working in shit shows you know you know carnivals or fairs with you know no locker rooms you know no nowhere to dress you're just dressing in the middle of everything you know so you know if anybody can adapt to this a wrestler can so we stay down there we're down in cincinnati for about six months now so we're thinking so Jimmy Yang, actually, he's down there. He meets a girl that he ends up having a, the Jazzy Yang with his daughter, if you ever see any of his social media stuff. Okay. So he meets this girl, and she's a, like a manager of an apartment complex. So we get an apartment complex. Well, we get an apartment in an apartment complex. We're not even paying rent. She's giving us a free place to stay. Wow. So, you know, we're all we're all popping on this because we ain't got to pay rent. What the hell? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't even remember paying electricity or nothing, to be honest with you. So we're we're staying. Uh, now we're in an apartment, a two bedroom or was it? A, no, it was only a one bedroom apartment. So basically me and Jamie Noble were in the bedroom, sharing a bedroom. Rick Cornell and yeah. lastly, we were sleeping on like inflatable mattresses and like egg crates in the 
in the living room. But at least it's not a extended stay hotel, you know. Right. What I mean? So uh, and then the other guys get ho- or uh, they're all in the same. So Charlie Haas and his brother are there, uh, Eddie Fatu and his brother, uh, you know, Jindrak, uh, Easy Money's there. Uh, yeah, I'm probably missing some guys. Elix Skipper, Mark Jindrak, uh, Shannon Moore was there. Uh, and I can't remember was no, I don't think Shane was there. But uh, yeah, so we're all we're all doing this for like six months. We go down on Sundays. We uh, film a, a a TV show for the OVW, which was in Louisville, Kentucky. So every Sunday we drive down to Louisville, Kentucky. We're wrestling with, uh, you know, like I told you before, John Cena, Randy Orton, mm-hmm. Batista. You got uh, Rico was down there. A couple other guys that were you know WWE developmental talent. Uh, and man, the difference in the way that we got treated compared to the way that those guys got treated was unbelievable. Uh, you know, they, they were catered to all the time. Uh, you know, basically we, we had to fend for ourselves. And then I remember during Christmas time, we're down there. There's a list on the wall of everybody getting flights home for Christmas. So they had all the OVW guys like, you know, Cena, Batista, Orton, all these guys, you know, what time their flights were and their itinerary and this and that nothing with the WCW guys. So I asked, uh, I asked Cornette or I asked somebody, you know, what's going on? You know, you guys aren't getting us flights to go anywhere. No, I think I asked Les Thatcher. He's like, no, dude. He goes, you guys are on your own there. You got nothing. You got to drive home or however you want to get there. You got to, you got, you know, you fend for yourself basically is what he said. Uh, and you know, that's the difference of the way, uh, we got treated. So at this point I can already see the way things are going to probably end up turning out because, mm-hmm. because up in the, at less after school at HWA, you got uh, Eddie Fatu, you know, you got Steve Bradley, you got Lance Cade, which uh, he's passed away. He was with uh, yep. Murdoch. Yep. They were a tag team. Uh, you know, you got Charlie Haas and his brother, uh, Russ Haas, which passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got all these guys from the Memphis territory that already been on WWE contracts. Basically what they had the WCW guys do come in since we had tv experience help train these guys oh. and i think their whole plan whole long i don't care what anybody says was for us to come in there help enhance their talent and then poof we'd be gone which is exactly what happened johnny ace came in there one day they're making cuts everybody from the memphis side were safe from the jobs all the wcw guys gone except for maybe two three guys Coming up next is, and I think this is where it's going to get a little fun, uh, and I say fun, you know, sarcastically, because we are going to talk about the uh, Lumberjack match between Damian Priest and the Miz. Oh, yeah, the zombies. Yes. And that. So, uh, lead up to this match was... John Morrison tells the Miz he's going to go have a talk with the uh, Lumberjacks in their locker room. Since what, first off, since when do Lumberjacks have a locker room? And uh, secondly, if you open a door and you see a bunch of zombies, why would you just, why would you not close the door and just leave the door open and run away? That's that horror movie logic, I guess, you know, I don't know, but, uh, I saw that, and I'm just like, oh, boy. And then we get to the match. You know, no Lumberjacks are there. And the next thing you know, the the th- WWE Thunderdome converts to 
being at an arena filled with uh, virtual fans into a post-apocalyptic wasteland, and next thing you know, zombies are surrounding the ring. So we have a lumberjack where, match where the lumberjacks are, are, are zombies. Uh, result of the match is Damian Priest went over the Miz. Uh, what do you think of the match? Did the right person go over? And then after we talk about that, we'll talk about uh, the whole con- the whole a whole idea behind why the zombies were there. Uh, to me, it was a good call. Damian Priest is on a hot streak. You know, he had a huge WrestleMania moment with uh, Bad Bunny. Uh, you know, to me, Miz taking a loss is not a it's not gonna hurt him. I mean, Miz is Miz is over. I'm one of those guys that actually likes to Miz. I love the Miz because the Miz is a proven wrestler. I don't mm-hmm. care how many people like to hate on him. He has been consistent for so many years at what he does. And he's someone you can rely on. You can depend on him. You know he's not going to screw up. And he's, he's going to take care of whatever Hollywood or celebrity thing you need to deal with. He's good at what he does. And that's something that every company desperately needs as an employee like that. Now, uh, do I think it was a good call for Damien to win? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do I think the the whole, like we used to talk about how Morrison has left the door open, made no sense. Now, do I hate the zombies? I will say no, and I'll, and I'll give you my reason why. Mm-hmm. Do I think they should have done it a little differently? Yes. I think when he saw the zombies, if there was a, a way they can gimmick the door, he shuts the door on the zombies and he, he hauls ass running. And then you have the zombies actually knock the door down. Or bust through it. Mm-hmm. That would have been a lot more theatrical, a good build up to it. Because you know, they're the unstoppable dead. You know, here they come. You know. Mm-hmm. The reason why I don't get so bothered by zombies as as if you look at the brand and the product that we were talking about, this is a company that over the years had people like the Ultimate Warrior, you had people like Papa Shango, you had Bray Wyatt, you had all that stuff. Why are fans so upset about, about zombies when you had a guy turn into different characters, had talking puppets around them, and I seen from grown men, oh, I love that gimmick, but they crap on the idea of zombies. Understanding that the sponsor of this show was a movie about zombies. So they tied in with their sponsor that the main star in the movie happened to be Dave Batista. He was a former WWE champion and uh, someone who was probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. Right. So it's it, it, to me, not booker-wise, but promotional-wise as a promoter, it made sense why they tied that in. Mm. Did I like it? Like as a fan? No, I'm good. You know, it, was it something I, I was like happy for to see? No, but I understood why they did it because it was a sponsor paying them to put this in and and Miz of course is a movie actor. Damian Priest kind of has that whole dark side persona anyway, you know, he's like Hell's Archer. So it it, it works in, in a weird concept for that. But was I a huge fan of it though? Not really. But as a promoter, I understood where it was coming from. Okay, that's a that's a fair assessment. I you know that's why I wanted to bring you on here because a lot of times you see things differently than say I would or fans would because you know you look you you know you're you're involved in the business you you, you book you 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 know you you promote and stuff like that and you obviously 
we'll have to look at things a little bit differently than say myself, who is just someone that watches wrestling and, you know, try, you know, and is a fan of it. So I definitely appreciate that take. I personally didn't like it. I thought there were, you know, I definitely think they could have uh, done things a little bit, you know, differently that made, made this a little bit more well-received by the fans as well too. But uh, I mean, Overall, I, I agree with you. I, de- I think Damian Priest going over was absolutely the right move. Like you mentioned, too, I'm a huge Miz, Miz fan. He's over. He's basically Teflon. You know, just unfortunately during this match, I believe, uh, I don't think they've come out and officially confirmed it yet, but uh, during this match, um, it, it was reported that the Miz did suffer a torn ACL. And I basically almost better than anyone right now can identify that that because I'm you know, as of this recording, I'm going to be having surgery to repair a, uh, or reconstruct my ACL uh, tomorrow morning. So, uh, yeah. So I can definitely sympathize with what he's going through and stuff like that. Oh, if absolutely. It, if absolutely. As a, former, as a former wrestler, I've had my share of injuries as well, too, and it's not fun. No. And, you know, so I hope you get to feeling better as well, uh, DDJ, with uh, your surgery coming up tomorrow. I hope everything works well. I want you to recover and be back on your feet before you know and, and having fun with all of us again at shows and and same with the Miz, you know. I I hope he recovers and, and take time off. Be with your, your beautiful wife and your family and just enjoy what you can. But you know, we'll see you all in the ring again, you know. Yeah. And as far as income getting back on my feet to enjoy those shows, the doctor says I can travel. I will be I will be there on June twelfth. That's not I'm not gonna let anything or anybody uh, keep me from that show. Awesome. I am definitely looking forward to seeing you again, my friend. Likewise. So uh, before we move on to our uh, next match here, uh, John, uh, did you get a chance to watch Army of the Dead? And if so, uh, what'd you think? Army of the Dead, uh, what I saw so far, uh, first hour into the movie, not bad. Interesting story plot for Las Vegas and the zombies. The zombies are not your typical Walking Dead zombies, nor the Resident Evil type zombies. So they're... Remind me a lot more of the zombies you would go into battle against in the video game called Days Gone. I've heard of that um, game. Yeah, so this what it reminds me a lot of. This is Days Gone with Dave Batista, but mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 so far interesting. Uh, when I finish it, I'll probably give like my John at the movies review, so that way I kind of give it a one out of five stars, or this time one out of uh, five thumbs. And you know, you do the whole dismember it of a uh, zombie fan but uh yeah no not bad what, what about you? you have you seen it yet yeah i well again because i've been off work here i've had a lot of time to watch you know movies and stuff and everything going on you know i'll be have plenty more time and that um i did actually get a chance to watch it uh, i watched it actually the day it came out friday uh after i took my son to school and i liked it i mean for what it was i mean it's not your typical zombie movie but i liked the different classes they had of the zombies you know you had your traditional ones then you had you know the what they called like the alphas and then you had like the queen and it's just yeah. there was much more of like a hierarchy to the zombies you know and you had those those higher end ones and stuff that could like you know almost think and it's just they you know and stuff and it was a really cool take on the zombie genre and stuff i loved that and i was actually talking with uh somebody about this earlier um and I, over the last couple of days and one of the things i really enjoyed about the movie was the soundtrack for the movie it was a really good soundtrack i liked the uh lounge singer approach to a lot of the songs they use you know similar yeah. to uh i believe it was richard cheese and um the dawn of the dead that Zack snyder did back in 2004 you know doing his cover of down with the sickness i really liked how they did that with 
some of the songs here and stuff. And definitely without spoiling anything, cause I know you haven't seen the whole thing. Uh, uh, definitely the movie ended with me for, for firmly believing we're going to get a sequel. So I'll just leave it at that. Ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls, wrestling fans of all ages. This is Gregarious Greg Hansen. And you're listening to what do you say with DDJ on the Johnner's podcasting network. I love I love this organization because of the stories that are going into it and stuff. And it's just I really like what they're putting into it. I mean, you've got stories that are deeply personal. You've got, you know, matches that are going to be fun. I mean, you're going to have matches, you know, that are going to be real hard hitting. I mean, I know I'm really excited for uh, uh, Jonathan Hudson and uh, Chip Walker. I'm actually my podcast is going to be sponsoring that match. Um, and nice. that's, and because and I mean, I've you know, I'm a. I'm gonna. No, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna come out and say it. I'm a Chicago Connection guy, but I've been friends with uh, PL Myers for 20 plus years, and he's been nothing but good to me. So I, I, you know, I got to be good to him because he stuck with me throughout all these years. So I have to return the favor and stuff. But just overall, it's just, it's such a fun show. It's just everything leading up to it has been great. I love like you know these seeing these videos come up on YouTube, you know, with all these stories to further the storylines and stuff like that. It's just, uh, just like you said, you said, talked about how John, you know, you guys are all drinking the Kool-Aid, the difference between like what John's doing and, you know, say I, I just, somebody else is doing is you guys are all drinking the Kool-Aid because you want to drink the Kool-Aid. Nobody is forcing you to do it. And that's one of the things I love about John. I mean, and everybody that I've talked to when I brought up John's name, has had nothing but good to say to him. Like I said, I talk to John all the time. He's definitely gone out of his way and many times, and he's told me that I'm part of this, which is really cool to be a part of this and being able to be a part of it from the ground up and stuff. So, and that's why I continue, you know, I've supported you guys. I've gone out of my way to feature you guys on my show and continue to support you guys just because of how open and welcoming you guys have been to me personally. So for that, I thank you. And I thank everybody else. Well, thank you for allowing us to be on your show. Yes. Thank you for being a part of it because you know what? John's really just, he's reached out his hand and said, come on, come with yep. me. And uh, the journey that has just begun is only going to get better as it goes. Yep. We have a lot of passionate people in this business and we have a lot of passionate, passionate people in this company, mm -hmm. which really uh, comes out as you watch, as you further watch this product as it keeps coming out as ccw keeps going it's just going to get better and better right the storylines will continue to be and i can't even storylines it's just how people feel towards each other it's actually a lot of these guys what you're seeing in these youtube videos and what you're hearing them say is legit this isn't so much just you know fact or fiction this is what's going on this is how right. these people are actually feeling um paragon he kidnapped somebody and uh I don't want to get into that because I can't say he did or didn't, but right. let's just say that uh, he may have made me a little upset, but I don't want to be trapped in somebody's trunk of their car. And um, P.L. Myers, I'm glad you brought him up. Yes. That man right there has how many years of experience? He's uh, he's just started, I believe. He just celebrated 20 years. So two decades, two decades in the business, and he has – Offering his guidance, he's offering his knowledge, mm -hmm. not just to us, but also to all of everybody in the back. He uh, he's worked with some of the greats. That man's worked with the Road Warriors, Bobby yep. the Brain Heenan. The list yep. is huge. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, to have a legend like that with us, 
along with a lot of the other legends we have, like Vic Capri, Sea Red, Marche. I can go on and on. This isn't a, a list of nobodies. Nope. You know, we have some young up and comers, don't get me wrong, but the veterans that are guiding them in the back are very well versed and very much have owned their craft through the years. And it's, I can't wait to see. Everybody's going to really enjoy the June 12th show. August 21st is going to be a great show. Everything coming up is going to be just off the charts. Right. The more that we go, the better it's going to get. And John literally is, he's the one that's, you know, the engineer of this train. And the best thing I can say is jump on while you can, because it's going to be a good time all the way through. Oh yeah. I've, I've got my, uh, I've, I've been on since, uh, since day one, you know, and I'm not getting off until I'm forced off. So, uh, going back to, uh, uh, you know, you discovering pro wrestling here. Uh, who were some of like the your your favorites when you first started watching? Oh wow! The one guy that I always loved and I still do to this day. He reminded me of my dad back in the '80s. Was Arn Anderson? Oh, the huge double A fan. The huge. Oh man, and the Four Horsemen. You know, mm -hmm. as I was told later on in my fandom, so to say. You know, I told my buddy, and I was like, man, I hate that guy. He's like, good, he's doing his job. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yep. whether you love him or you hate him, they're doing their job. It's when you don't care about him at all, that's when they have to worry. Yep, absolutely. I love that. And uh, Arn Anderson, I loved him just because the way he looked with the glasses and everything, he looked like my dad legitimately. My dad was yep. about a foot shorter than him, but that's another story. <laughs> but uh, the Road Warriors, there's nothing that can top when they would come out, destroy somebody before the bell even rang. Yep. And they were just legitimate tough guys. They were legitimate badasses. And it was so fun to watch. That energy, just even watching that TV, I can imagine being in the in the actual stadium to watch it. Mm -hmm. The Von Erics. The Von Erics, that storyline before Kevin had passed and everything else, not to date myself, <laughs> but... Oh, uh, it's there's no age discrimination on this show. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, the Von Erics, Fritz knew what he was doing with his boys. And when he brought the Freebirds in, that was just, wow. That was must-see TV. Yep. You know? Um, Rick Flair, of course, because I mentioned the Horsemen. Yep. As you see, I'm not mentioning a lot of WWF guys. I mean, like, of course, I liked Hogan. I liked the Junkyard Dog and stuff like that. But I was never really a huge WWF fan. Right. Until mid 90s i'd watch it but it, it'd be easy for me to turn it off i'll tell you that okay it was a little more hokey and i liked more of the realism that you'd get with the nwa awa uh <laughs> everything else besides wwf and uh they had a great show don't get me wrong but it wasn't i mean i'd watch wrestlemania of course one of my favorite matches in history is piper no i take that back sorry savage versus steamboat mine one of mine too one of mine oh. too and they told that story so well and everything leading up to it dennis oh my mm -hmm. he crushes his larynx and everything else the back and forth and that definitely blew andre and hogan out of the water right andre and hogan got the butts in the seats and macho and ricky stole the show um i love piper i've always loved roddy piper mm -hmm. that captivate an audience like nobody else Jake the Snake Roberts, 
I got a chance to meet him a couple times, once before he sobered up and once after he sobered up. Uh, funny story about that is he was at a resistance show, mm-hmm. and I, he was in line for a hot dog. I'm like, oh, my God, that's Jake the Snake Roberts. So I go up, I tap him on the shoulder. I'm like, Mr. Roberts? He's like, yeah. I'm like, man, you were my hero growing up. And he turns to me and goes, you need to pick better heroes. <laughs> I'm like, dang, man. But then when he sobered up, he had uh, come in. I live in Highland, Indiana, and he had come okay. into town over at this place called The Room to do his, you know, little live shtick. Mm-hmm. And I got a chance to talk to him. I got a couple autographs. And he went outside for a smoke, so I ran outside to talk to him. And uh, we were discussing a lot of things and a lot of things away from wrestling. And it was really nice to see the the human side of him and how far he's come from yeah. being sober. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm so proud of him because it's not an easy thing to do what he had done. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. Shawn Michaels, I've always been on the fence with him, but he's a fantastic performer. I always enjoyed watching his shows. Undertaker, I've loved since the day that i seen him. That guy used to creep me out as a kid, but nothing but respect for that man as he went on through his career. How long do you have? Because I can make this list huge. I love this. I got as long as you need. I'll tell you what. Um, that's for me being a kid, and I'm sure I'm missing a few here and there. Mm-hmm. As we get into the Attitude Era, of course, Stone Cold Steve Austin. How can right. you go wrong with that? You um, can. The Rock. But then my underdog that I always loved was Val Venus. That hello, ladies. <laughs> I always, love that. Always got me laughing. And uh, the Godfather. If you didn't like yeah. the whole train, then I don't know what to tell you. That that was great stuff. Benoit was always at the top of that list as far as technical, just brutal yep. guys. Yeah. Guerrero's Chavo and Eddie. Mm-hmm. Man, the the Dudleys, of course. The yep. Dudley boys brought something new to the table, especially when they did go to WWF, because yep. when they came, they had that extreme attitude to come with them. Yep. Without them. And the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian would have just been another tag team. Yeah, I agree. They elevated all of them. Elevated each of their games. You know, you hear the stories now going back that you know a lot of guys were on Michael P.S. Hayes' butt for uh, you guys need to jump off that ladder and stuff like that. But I think they were more willing to do it anyway because they always wanted to up that bar. Yep. And um, just it was so great, uh, Andre. Andre will always hold a special place in my heart because I always admired him mm-hmm. and then coming later in life and finding out all of the the trials and tribulations he went through from being that size and all yeah. the damage that his body took through the years mm-hmm. and trying to just cope with the pain as well as trying to deal with people. I'm sure that had to be way a lot on him. Wow, oh, absolutely. That and all the stories about how he had drink like you know, eight cases of beer while some guys are just trying to finish six, you know, stuff like that. Right. That always get me chuckling. Um, man, I'm going to stop there with the amount of guys. I mean, I've, I've loved <laughs> wrestling for a long time and I didn't get into a lot of the different offshoots. I watched ECW as I could. Joel yep. Gertner, I've actually got a chance to meet him and talk with him. And yeah, Joel's a good guy. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, he's top notch. And uh, I got a chance chance to actually go to lunch with them i worked starcast three and uh really? okay yeah i got it my buddy mike barry senior got me the chance to go work with conrad and all them yeah so i got a chance to meet a lot there. you were yeah i went to starcast one and three so no i missed starcast one mm-hmm. and that was before me but as soon as i got the chance to go to three and actually work the show yeah oh how can i forget this mick foley 
Yeah. Oh, man. So Saturday, was it Saturday night? I want to say it was Friday night. There was a show going on that a bunch of guys took off to go see. So I sort of got stuck working the door from one of the events going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and I'm listening and I'm looking and I've been giving a bunch of people a hard time getting through the door, just being a smart ass, you know, just having a good time. <laughs> and as I'm watching, I see this huge hulking shadow come over me and I'm like, who da-? I look up, it's Mick Foley. I was just like, oh, and I couldn't even say nothing. I was just in awe, just like, eh, I, 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 uh, it, Mick Foley, mankind. You know, I was just so thrown off because right, that guy the stories that you would hear, they would even when he made it big and he was one of the top names, he was still changing in the hallways with the guys that were just jabbing out mm-hmm. a lot of respect for that guy. Cause you know what? He beat the hell out of himself oh, and absolutely. he did so much to uh, pretty much help WWF get the win, you know, for the Monday night wars. And it was just great to, I didn't get a chance to actually talk to him because I was too starstruck, so to say. <laughs> um, Scorpio Sky, that dude is so cool. I don't know yeah. if you had a chance to meet him. Yeah, I got to meet them. Um, uh, I got to meet all three guys uh, back when they were together at SCU at the first star cast. And then they were at uh, one of the uh, Warrior Wrestling shows at uh, Marion Catholic. Uh, and when, uh, I think it was their fourth show they did. And I got a picture with them, like me and a bunch of my friends that I went to the show with. We got like a really cool group photo with SCU. And I actually have it hanging over uh, my studio right where I'm at right now recording. So I'm the Irish Extreme. And this is the What You Say with DDJ, part of the Johnners Podcasting Network. So usually, what kind of uh, what kind of crowds do the, uh, these Utah shows draw? Uh, it's a pretty good packed house, like mm-hmm. a couple hundred, and uh, they're really into the shows. Like they get into it, the cheering, the booing, and uh, it, they they got their favorites. It's a solid crowd. Very cool. Very cool. So, um. So now with like all your travels, the different areas, you'd mentioned uh, North Carolina, obviously, you know, Colorado, you know, doing the shows in Utah and just everywhere else you've been. Have you ever had a chance to kind of work for someone or train under someone who has been on uh, somewhat of a national stage at all? Like, or have you had any interaction with like guests at like a, you know, guest speaker or a guest lecturer, just someone that kind of shows up to watch a training? There, there's definitely seminars. Like whenever I first got into the Colorado scene, mm-hmm. uh, Rocky Mountain Pro is the biggest promotion here. Okay. And now, now they're a uh, OVW affiliate as well. Mm-hmm. But my first seminar, just getting into the Colorado scene, was uh, Al Snow, and then. Uh, Utah, the best one of the best seminars I've ever done. It was uh, Cheeseburger doing the seminar. Okay, and uh, and then uh, did a Arizona show, Cactus League Wrestling, while they were running, mm-hmm. and it was their first ever internet pay per view, and uh, it was the show that made news because uh, Big Cast came back. Oh wow! And and it was not only Big Cass, but uh, 
Killer Cross, uh, Thunder Rosa, uh, Prime Time, JTG mm -hmm. and Chad. Yep. Uh, had uh, someone else. I can't remember their names. But it, it, it was big stars on the show. And then Cactus League did a uh, show in Fort Collins, Colorado. That they okay. used me again. And uh, Killer Cross on that one. Chris Masters. Uh, Thunder Rosa again. So, and of course, when you're backstage with them, you start picking their brains. Uh, right. My first Colorado Springs wrestling show, uh, Marty the Moth was there. Oh, I love Marty the Moth. And and picking his brain backstage. Hey, what did you think about the match? What what did you think about this? What did you think about that? Right. So it's definitely something that you do backstage with whenever you get a chance to work with bigger names. Hey, what did you think about my match? What did you think about this? Mm -hmm. Now, have you found that like your experiences, like when you've had time to pick the brains of uh, these people, like were they good? Did anybody like, brush you off was anybody like particularly super like receptive uh what were some of your experiences like with those uh those big name talents never had anyone just brush me off mm -hmm. now nowadays it's uh they're they're more uh open you know right because it, if this guy comes and asks for advice asks for critique he's actually wanting to learn so they'll be more than willing to give their advice. Gotcha. The biggest one I ever got was in Afghanistan. It was a WWE uh, handshake tour, and it was uh, Vince McMahon. And uh, for their first night, you know, as I'm passing through, you know, I mentioned, hey, I'm a wrestler on the indie circuit. You know, mm -hmm. just, just that quick, quick, hey, how you doing? I'm this, and next day we find out our battalions flying them and uh our battalion knows that i'm into wrestling so they're like hey if you go at this time it's when they're supposed to show up and me and uh another soldier we do a little walk by and mm -hmm. all of a i hear vince be hey wrestler come here having a 20 minute conversation with vince oh wow and what were some of the things that you taught you uh you talked about with your time with Vince? Oh man, it was uh as he, he was giving his advice as a wrestler, look out for this, look look out for that, look out for the promoters that because he asked where whereabouts I'm at mm -hmm. I was like, around the east. Look out for the promoters he'll be and after he mentioned it, I I experienced it, the promoters it's Hey, the door was short. Can't get you your money, but what we can do is next month give you a DVD copy of this show. Oh, geez. and you know a bunch of what we call carny business. Right. And uh, then then he's telling me what promoters should should do. Like promoters should always take care of the people first, the workers. Mm -hmm. Always be friendly. Always be open. Like like he he's just going on and on and it's like so much information in, in just a 20 minute time span yeah that's got to be pretty cool uh um so so it was there what did were you able to uh get any time with anybody else other than vince or uh 
just like pictures with Big Show, Kelly Kelly, mm-hmm. and uh, Eva Marie. And that, that was about it because they had to fly to the smaller fobs to do mm-hmm. their little handshake in session with them. Yeah. So we always see, you know, like when they do the tribute for the troops and they show like the, the you know, Vince McMahon and all these superstars interacting with the troops and all that. And you see all, you know, like what we basically see on TV is is like what we, is what we see on TV actually what you guys experience actually being at these things? Or is it just like, is it one of those things that it's all edited and made to look good for TV? It It is what it what it looks like but with ours we didn't have no show like that it's just a handshake tour and also oh, they were just coming to like visit just to see all the troops yeah. and everything okay yeah. so so we didn't get no huge show but yeah they they keep everything 100 whenever they show the pictures and the videos that's awesome because i mean you don't get a chance to hear you know a lot of people getting time to interact with Vince McMahon, especially 20 minutes worth, you know, and stuff. I mean, I could just, you know, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of what WWE does nowadays, but I mean, I could just imagine that I just would just kind of struggle to think of, you know, what I would say to Vince if I had 20 minutes to pick his brain and stuff, you know? So, I mean, I'm just sure, you know, that had to be just like one of those the feelings that, you know, like are one of those like things that you'd probably look back and say, you know, this is like one of the greatest moments of my life. I'm sure that's how you felt once you were done talking to him. Yeah. Yeah. And and our supervisor, she got a video with him mm-hmm. of her telling him that he's fired. <laughs> and how did Vince react to how did Vince react to being fired? Oh, he he had a blast with it. Like he it, it, in those situations without the camera running, the WWE camera running, he's pretty chill and enjoys the moment. Greetings and salutations. This is the fallen angel Christopher Daniels, former world champion, favored to millions everywhere, and the man with career that makes the girls cheer. And you are listening to What Do You Say with DDJ on the Johnners Podcasting Network. You're welcome. Once again, thank you so much to Ronnie, thank you to Greg, thank you to John, and thank you to Alan for their appearances on my show. I hope you enjoyed uh, some of the clips here. Uh, Like I mentioned before, next week's episode is going to be the same. Going to be seeing clips from a few uh, former guests, including current Ring of Honor star Silas Young, amongst others. And that'll be next week. It'll basically take you up to uh, from episodes 46 through 50. And then, like I said, a week from this coming Monday will be the kickoff to year two. Uh, I'm actually going to be debuting a new uh, overlay for my interviews. You can actually see the uh, new logo right here. I want to give a shout out to my boy Isaac Gresser from Such Good Shoot and his guy for making this happen. And speaking of uh, such good shoot, uh, catch me on their episode that will be dropping this Thursday, July 29th at 10.05 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I will be uh, on there for part of the show where I will be matching wits with the Godfather in a little new segment they're debuting called Rain Man versus Wrestler. Well, do I will be asked, I'll be asked 
questions along with the Godfather, and the question will be answered. Who knows more about the Godfather's career, the Godfather or me? So be sure to check that out uh, live on their YouTube page and then eventually coming to uh, their audio page. And while you're at it, go check out their interviews. Uh, they've been killing it with their interviews lately. They've had Heath. Uh, they just did an interview with the former Fondango, and they've got a lot of other guests lined up. So uh, definitely go check out Such Good Shoot. Check out uh, Toilet Side Wrestling Talk. Check out all the great shows on the uh, Johnners Podcasting Network. you got Scumbags of Wrestling, uh, the JB and Ewok Show, uh, the C-Red, uh, Steve Aaron Power Hour. Uh, a lot of great shows, and definitely check them out. Go to WrestlingWithJohnners.com to uh, see all the shows and get access to all the old episodes. And uh, while you're at it, go to my store on uh, Teespring to uh, pick yourself up a What Do You Say With DDJ shirt. Well, that's all the time I have this week. And uh, once again, thank you to uh, all my former guests for being on the show. And we'll see you next week with the best of uh, What Do You Say With DDJ, The Johnners Era Part 2. Thanks, everyone.